Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, today I'm just going to discuss some of my thoughts on New Year's, New Year's and New Year's resolutions. I think New Year's resolutions are overall pretty corny, but I can't deny that they have some utility and they're useful for some people. Um, but personally, I think if someone wants to make a change in their life, they're just going to change. It doesn't really matter what time of year it is. But I guess having an event that makes people think about improving themselves once a year is better than none. I mean, I think it is good for people to at least contemplate what they want to improve in their lives, regardless of why. Kind of like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like if you're cool with your family, you're probably just going to see them anyways throughout the year. But Thanksgiving and Christmas is like it's like a reminder to like, you know, be grateful or like to spend time with those people. And I see New Year's the same way. Like, I feel like if you want to change, you can do it any time of year. It doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't matter if it's December 30th or January 1st. It, it could be August. It could be July. It could be November. Just whenever you feel like you can want to make a change. But regardless, people still make New Year's resolutions. And um, I guess this is me trying to help people go through with those resolutions and like i said it doesn't have to be specifically new year's resolutions um by the time i'm posting this it's going to be march so you know but like i said it doesn't really matter what time of year it is but yeah i guess we'll get into it um one of the biggest things about setting any type of goal is changing your environment because if you're in the same environment it's, it's going to be harder to change you you might have the desire in you to change, but it's going to be hard to change in that same environment. That's why the concept of cleaning your room is so has been you know so popularized. It's like you know say if you're like a filthy person or you're dirty or you're you know if you're if you're unclean or like maybe you're <laughs> for whatever reason have bad hygiene, don't shower, whatever. If you're a filthy person and you want to become clean, you can take a shower. And you can clean every part of your body, but when you go back into your room, if your room is dirty, you're just going to get dirty again because you're in a filthy environment. So you're just going to get dirty again. So you might have the desire within you to make a change, but if you're still, you know, if everything around you is still the same, it's going to be hard to do that. It's going to be a lot harder as opposed to if you change your environment to make it more suitable for uh, the new you, I guess, as they say around New Year's, the new year, new you. So changing your environment is a huge part of that. And and it can be things like, like putting up quotes that, you know, maybe inspire you or maybe, uh, having, reminding or having certain people you look up to that, you know, are where you are, are where you want to be or thinking about that or just, or like, like I said, cleaning your room. And making sure everything's in order. And I think that's that's a good first step. Just control what you can control. And then eventually the change will come, you know, if you're willing. And if that's what you really want. And eventually it'll come. And I heard this really interesting idea where someone said a person's room and their mental state are basically the same. Or they're intertwined. And I think that's pretty accurate because... I think people who keep their rooms clean tend to be more uh, conscientious and orderly people. And they they tend to be 
I don't know. I think I think it's a good habit to keep because I think it does help you clear your mind at the same time as it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people do clean for like, and they say it's like a therapeutic almost. Just getting all the stuff out the way and throwing out old stuff. And I, I'm personally, I throw out old stuff all the time. To the point where my mom kind of makes fun of me for it. But I think it's good to just clean stuff out, you know, stuff you don't need, stuff that you just, you're kind of holding on to, but it doesn't have any real purpose in your room or in your life. So, and that can be a variety of things. And if it's in your room and if it's cluttering up your room, it's probably cluttering up your mind as well. And like if you have a messy room, you probably have a messy, your your mind is probably just as jumbled and confused and. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, I remember some people have like super messy cars, dude. And I sometimes I've been uh, when I was in younger in high school, I would try to get a ride from someone, and you you cannot see the floor in their car. Like, you it's just a bunch of. I'm sure you. I I don't know if you've ever been in someone's car like that, but it's just so strange. It's like I cannot see the floor in your car. Like I'm putting my feet down, and there's nowhere to put my feet. I'm just. I'm, my feet is on your stuff, and like, like this isn't, but this doesn't bother you somehow. It is wild how messy people's cars get, and I don't understand it because I'm like, just put the stuff in the trunk, or like some of the stuff is just. Some people will have I remember water bottles, just empty water bottles in their car, and I'm like, there's a trash can in your house, like it's not that far of a walk from your car to your house. Like, I I don't understand how pe- it just gets cluttered up like that, but. I think it's a good habit to keep like keep it, you know, clean and and that is kind of representative of how problems can build over time. Like, you know, you want to change, but how did these problems arise in your life in the first place? You know, like it's probably something small that you let go and you let something go here and you let something go there, and eventually you got fifty water bottles in your car and and you haven't thrown them away. You know, eventually you got you ne- you have all these clothes in your floor and you haven't you know. Put them in the laundry or folded them or whatever. So that's kind of how problems arise in people's lives. Like you leave things unattended and it gets worse. Like the natural hurts. I think this is, I think this is kind of a instilled or like inherent or what's the word? It's like, I think this is like a major part of like the Buddhist philosophy is that like the natural state of world of the world is like decay and like disease and just. The natural state of things is like basically bad because like and there's nothing that you leave alone and it gets better. You know what I mean? Like you, you like you're not going to, you know, like if you leave your room, it's not going to get better on its own. Like nothing in this world, you do something you leave alone and it gets better. You know, everything just the natural state of things is decay. If you leave things to their own devices, they'll most likely inevitably get worse. So. You kind of always have to be on top of things and trying to take care of things or else they can, you know, devolve into an issue. And especially a lot of people's news resolutions are like lose weight or like uh, exercise and this and that. And it's like, well, they weren't always overweight. I, I don't know. They weren't always, you know, this way. They weren't always out of shape. But they, they you know, they just they kept eating the way they were and they kind of just let go. And eventually it became to a point where it's a problem and now it's a health issue. Now your doctor's telling you you got to lose weight because you have this and that. Eventually you have diabetes, you can develop that. And it's because something was left, 
something was left alone or neglected. And naturally, it just, you know, devolved into an issue. And that happens to a lot of people, you know. And eventually, these New Year's resolutions are things that people didn't used to be struggling with. Like, uh, a lot of people, like, I think the most common New Year's resolutions are, like, lose weight, uh, eat healthy, exercise, and, like, uh, stop smoking or, like, some type of drug habit. And, like, stuff like that is stuff that, like, that's not... Like, those are problems that, like, come onto people. Like, those aren't things that, you know, it's not like, like, fight this cancer off or, like, or, like, you know, th- you know what I mean? Like, things like that you can control. There are things you can control and things you can't control. The things you can control are things that weren't always the case. Like, if you have a drug problem, you were not always an addict. It, you That became the case. You know, so it's actually kind of sad that a lot of people have the goal to basically undo their past um, mistakes. So I think it's important to just keep that in mind and just know that, you know, it's important to keep that up. Like if you clean your room or or you clean your car or whatever you do, you have to keep that up. You keep, Like even if you clean your room or your car like just once, that's not enough. You have to continually do that. It's not like, oh, I clean my room. I'm good now. No, because like the nat, like I said, the natural state of things is decay. So eventually, your room's gonna get dirty again, regardless. Like if you just leave it alone, it's going to get dirty again. So you have to continually be in that process of cleaning your room and making sure everything's tidy and making sure everything's neat. And this is the room was the cleaning your room is more like of an analogy for like your your life really really, because it's gonna be things in your life that are, you know, cluttering up in your mind and in your daily life and in your relationships and all that. So make sure everything's good. Like, 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 I, like, if you, um, I don't know, like, 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 there's addicts who like will get clean, and they they have to always be conscious of that. You know, and there's multiple ways that in which you know you have to make sure you don't relapse or fall back into old habits, even after you've been clean for like a year or two or you know or whatever 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 your issue may be you always have to remind yourself because it the natural state of things will lead to chaos basically unorder like an unorderly or it's just not going to be good if you leave it to yourself so even once you like metaphorically clean your room you still need to keep going back and cleaning it and making sure you're on your P's and Q's and, you know, in the right mind state and always keeping up with yourself so you don't mess yourself up. Yeah, another big part is to change, like, the people, like, you're, like, like you change your environment, but, like, the environment are, like, well, you can control people around you, too, but your environment is more controllable to you, so I think it's good to change your environment. And then the harder part is to change the people around you who are influencing you. And the big part of that is because humans are reciprocal, you know? So we, if someone's smiling at you, you tend to smile back. If someone's sad, you tend to, you know, uh, be concerned. You know, if someone's angry, you tend to respond, you know, how... um, a little like the situation gets tense because we're humans are reciprocal. We see if you see a certain emotion, you react or you empathize or you you know you there's a certain reaction, and 
especially in, in your relationships with your friendships and all that, you want to have good people around you. So good influences, people who are, you know, in good places in their life. So that'll eventually rub off on you if you're not in a good place. If you're surrounded by bad influences, you're li- you're more likely to give in. Like, for example, if you want to quit smoking, don't hang out with the smokers. Because, you know, and that's really the hardest part of relapse. Like, people, like if you study, like, uh, people who who go through rehab and then they'll be they'll be they'll be perfect in rehab they'll be perfect but then they get back out in the world and they go back to their old smoking buddy and they dap him up they're like what's up man how you been and the first thing he says is oh you want to go take a smoke and now that now it's coming back cuz it's like um i forget how someone's described it once but it was like it's like the addiction is not just the substance because it became a lifestyle for you. So it might be like, um, say you smoke, say just for example, say if you, if you have a smoking habit and every time you eat an orange, you smoke after you eat an orange. Well, eventually if you get clean of, you know, your addiction and your smoking habit, but you go back in the world and you buy some oranges the oranges, your your brain is used to that pattern of, oh, we eat oranges and then we smoke. Your brain is used to that pattern. So if you eat oranges, your brain is, your, your body's going to have that desire to smoke again. Even though you've overcome the addiction and you're not addicted anymore, your body's going to crave it because it's like, okay, every time, every like every week for a month or for uh, for like three years or whatever, when we ate an orange right after that, we usually took a smoke. So it's that it's that process. Like the, the, it's not just the substance and the physiological and the mental addiction. It's it's uh it's it's the process. So like so like so like you might be over the addiction, but you go back to your smoking buddy, and even if you tell him you don't want to smoke, sometimes just being around them will make your body act up because you're so used to oh when I'm around this person we usually care to smoke or we usually do this or do that or whatever problem you're trying to overcome. It's though it's that sequence, you know. <laughs> I actually remember. Uh, kind of reminds me of back in high school. Whenever we would run the mile in high school, or was it? I think it was basketball practice. We always ran a mile first. So every time we went to basketball practice, even before we started running, my heart would start beating faster. Like, cause my body knew, <laughs> knew what was coming. Cause we'd, but we'd get on the track and just like being out in the sun and on the track, my, my, like just my heart will start beating faster because it's like, okay, we're about to run. My body's just like getting ready or like, uh, I used to run like in the mornings, actually, I used to run a mile in the mornings. And when I just got, or, or I think when I was in high school, I used to like, I was I was my my senior year. I was really busy, so I would I would work out like the only time I had to work out was in the mornings before school. So I'd wake up early, and I'd you know I'd go to the basement and I'd work out, and uh, and whenever I woke up, I realized my heartbeat was like faster because my body was like anticipate like because my body was used to me waking up and then working out. So like even just wa- just waking up. My body was anticipating working out from the moment I woke up. So my heart would start beating fast and be like, okay, let's go. 
you know. But eventually, when I stopped, when I you know wasn't as busy, so I could work out, you know, at a, uh, other times of the day, my my heart wouldn't beat as fast in the morning because my body was like, okay, we're not working out in the morning anymore, so you know we're good now. But that just shows how how your body has physiological physiological and neurological responses to based on your patterns and based on your habits. So you see those old buddies again, you know, maybe your heart starts beating, maybe you start getting a cold sweat, maybe and then and then you're like, "Oh man, I need to smoke. I need to I need this, I need that. Oh, I need this alcohol. I need I need a uh, I need this food. I need whatever you whatever your problem is." You know, it, it, your body's going to react and you know, based on your habits. So and that that's the same way, like the same way, you know, I work out in the morning and then your heart beats in the morning anticipating the extra, the workout. Is the same way you get around those people you used to be around, and then your body starts anticipating, you know, smoking or whatever it is. And that's why it's such a big part of, you know, developing and changing. And it's uncomfortable, really. But if, you're, but if you are surrounded by bad influences, that is what's going to happen. If you want to get into shape, you know, you have to hang around people who are health conscious, who are eating right. Look, dude, it is... It's honestly really hard to like eat good, especially in this society where like a lot of our social interactions come from like us going out and eating with people we like. But it's tough. I mean, especially if you're trying to adhere to a certain diet, you know, I mean, you don't want to like say no to your friends, but you also you're trying to improve and you're trying to do this. So it is it is tough, you know, to stand out like that. Sometimes, but if you really want something, sometimes it's what you got to do, you know. And it's hard to explain. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard to explain that to people. You know, there's this, that's, that's why I'm saying humans are reciprocal. Because, like, there's people who, like, uh, it's like if if they're doing something, they kind of want you in on it, too. Like, even even if you're there with them and you're supporting whatever they do, they want you in on it, too, because that's just how people are, like, if we're all going out to eat, you should eat, you know, or, you know, it's just that reciprocal part of humans. And it's the it really the most difficult part for people because, I mean, but it's absolutely necessary. And, you know, not everyone is going to be as ambitious as you. Not everyone wants to make a change in their life. And sometimes if you're trying to change, you know, sometimes you'll estrange yourself from the people you used to talk to or hang out with. And it's not always a bad thing. You know, I mean, maybe it doesn't feel good at the time, but if you need a better influences in your life, sometimes it's good to like, you know, leave some people behind as, you know, as hurtful as it might be or as much as it might hurt you. Um, I heard a, uh, I heard a, a rehab, a rehab person say like this, this phrase, drug abuse, like old habits get you high. So like, like I was saying, just being around those old people and like, like, like the sequence, like the orange and then the smoke, that's the old habits. So things you do, is just going to get you back in that state if you don't figure that out. Because some people will get out of rehab and be like, I'm fine. I'm good now. I don't even feel it. But then, they, then they're back in the real world and all their old habits that they used to do. Like it's like it's like they're the exact they're the exact same person except they're not smoking, and then that's what get that's what gets them high again because they they just can't get over those old habits, 
And the old habits give them that response that was like, oh, we got to smoke because we just did that. You know, what would you condition your body to do? And because of how hard it is to change in all these different uh, areas, what you need more than anything is just discipline. People around New Year's often, they want to rely on their motivation almost way too much, I think. And that's why people are, most people are unsuccessful. They want, they want to make a resolution when they're feeling good about themselves. Then later, you know, that feeling is diminished and they're, they're really quick to give up. But if you want to change and you're serious about wanting to change, then you'll have to be able to push yourself to do the necessary work, even when you aren't in the mood to do so. So, just having the discipline to do things when you don't want to do them. And I feel like a lot of that really should be developed in childhood. I feel like your parents should be able to instill that in you if they're good parents. I'm not going to call no one out, obviously. But, you know, I, I, f I really feel like that's something that should be rate, that should be done uh, by your parents. I think that they should instill discipline in you, you know. And some parents are a little over the top, but, you know, I think that's better than, I think being a little over the top is better than uh, not doing it enough. Because, I mean, no one wants to be with an undisciplined person, you know. No one wants to be no one wants to be friends with a slacker, you know. But if you're highly disciplined, highly conscientious, you know, a hard worker, you're more likely to, you know, fit into society than someone who's just lazy and won't isn't able to do things that they don't, you know, want to do. It's discipline. You know, and, and obviously it's it's tough, but you know, you don't you're not always gonna feel like wanting to change. You know, you, you might feel like you want to change around New Year's. But if you really want to change, you have to figure out how to motivate yourself or how to not motivate, but how to keep doing it even when you lose that feeling of feeling good about changing. And that's hard for people. That's really hard. But it's not supposed to be easy. Like like someone said, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, you know. I mean, there's, that, like, there's a lot of things people want and people are like, man, it's, this is so hard. And it's like, of course it's hard. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You know, regardless, whatever you want, you know, you want to make a lot of money, you want to, you know, be in good shape, you want to be very successful. I mean, not everyone's successful. It's hard. <laughs> like, like every, everyone wants to be in good shape and be successful and all the, and make a lot of all those things. But if it was that easy, everyone would do it. So it's not going to be easy. Don't expect it to be easy. And uh, no one cares, honestly. Like, like... <laughs> As rude as that might sound, no one cares. No one cares, you know, how hard it is for you. Like, really, no one cares. And no one's going to give you sympathy. No one, like, your body's not going to lose weight for you just because it feels bad for you. No one cares. You know, your bank account's not going to get any more full by you, you know, feeling bad for yourself. No one cares. No, like, that. that's, I think that a lot of people need to get their mind, their minds. Like, no one cares. Just no one cares. Like, there's, there's no, there's, you're not going to get sympathy from people. You know, so you just have to work for it. And you really, if you really want that, you have to work for it. And, you know, you think, it, oh, this is so hard, and this is this, and this is that. Oh, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to make it, you know. You can fall behind. You know, that's all right. I mean, it's really up to you. But don't expect handouts. Don't expect to always feel good. Don't expect, you know, all those things. You just got to make it. You got to, you know, toughen up sometimes. And it's okay if you don't, if you don't want 
you know, to make that change, that's totally fine. But if you do, it's just going to be tough sometimes. And that's just that, you know. And you you just can't rely on willpower because you're weak and your willpower will run out. So the best way to get around, you know, your weak willpower and to limit temptations altogether Yeah, just the best way to get around your weak willpower is to limit temptations. So people think that willpower is like, people have the, the, the wrong idea about willpower, I think. People want to just like power through everything. Like, oh, I'm just going to, I just have to have the strongest will or have the strongest drive or whatever, whatever. And that's not always true. Some, the smart people, they just, they just don't have temptations around them. Like, like people think like if you say if you're trying to get in shape, people think willpower is like, you know, like uh, only eating like one cupcake instead of like the five you usually have. You know, willpower is usually just not buying cupcakes and leaving them on the grocery store at the grocery store, you know, or just not having them in your house, not having the temptation in your house in the first place or in the fridge or whatever it is or or say like I go back to the the smoking example, like willpower is just not, you know, not being around those people. Like if you you don't want to be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll I'll go hang out with you know Joe, but I'm not gonna smoke with them. You know, like, no willpower is just saying, you know, I'm not gonna go, I'm not going out. You know, I'm not I'm not going there because you know I know if I go there, it's gonna be harder for me to resist what I'm trying to change in myself. So I'm just not gonna go there in the first place. You know, that's that's being smart about it. Willpower is not just like, oh, well, I'm I'm gonna get this close and then say no. No, what like the the smart way to go about it is just to be like, you know, I'm not even gonna go there, and it'll be easier for me. So it's not just about powering every through everything, because your willpower is limited. You, it's not something you can just. You can't always rely on it, so you have to, you know, help yourself out and just make it easy on yourself. Don't make it hard. Don't don't make it needlessly hard. A lot of people try to like moderate things. You know, and moderation can be good when you're in the early stages of trying to make a change. But it's just best to make sure that those options aren't even available in the first place. And once you're like well into the process, which is usually about like three to six months, if you're really trying to make a change. Then maybe you can like treat yourself a little bit every now and then, but don't turn it back into a habit because you know that's just you'll go back to square one like real fast, you know. Because once you once you turn a, a positive lifestyle change into a habit, it's best to just keep it there. It's best to not go back. I mean, there's really no need to treat yourself or do any of that. Just it's best to just not even go back because you know if you go back, it's just going to be a temptation again. So. I don't know. Yeah, just don't don't think you're just <laughs> just like this. Your willpower is just so big and strong. You can just muscle through it. It's like no. Sometimes it's just better to be smart about it and just not not you know get involved with the stuff in the first place. And one of the best ways to do that is to create a routine. Having a, like a routine or a list to go through can help enforce good behaviors similar to what uh, I was saying about discipline over motivation. 
having a routine will make you more consistent because same thing about the discipline like like motivation already is just flimsy at best discipline is something you can you know you can use to you know help yourself get through when you don't have motivation but what will help you stay disciplined is having a routine you just create a list of things you need to do and just follow that list so even when you don't feel good or you don't feel this or for that, you just go to the list and you just do it. Instead of like, because it's like when people like go to the gym and they don't have a really, really workout plan. So they just kind of wander around and like go to a random machine and then just start pressing this or do a random exercise. I know you, when you go to the gym, you need to know exactly what you want to do. You need to have it written down at the list. I'm going to do this many sets and this many reps of this exercise. I'm going to do this, 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 and then I'm going to leave, you know. You should have you should already have your game plan ready before you step in the gym. And that's really important. Because if you get to the gym and you're not really feeling like working out, then you're just gonna kinda wander around and do whatever and you don't have a routine, so you're just walking around to random machines and just doing what you feel like doing and it's not gonna be a very good workout. But if you have a plan, even if you don't feel like working out, as long as you follow the list and your plan, you'll probably still have a good workout. Actually, a lot of people who do go to the gym and work out, they'll say that sometimes when you go into the gym and you don't feel like working out, sometimes you'll end up having, like, one of the best workouts. <laughs> it's really fun. I've had that experience, too, where, like, sometimes I, sometimes I don't feel like working out, but then I'll go to the gym and I'll have, like, one of the best workouts I ever had. And I'll be like, wow. And sometimes you walk into the gym 100% ready to work out. You're hype. You know, you're there. You're like, yes, let's do it. Let's lift some heavy weight. And then you kind of flop, and you're like, oh, that was disappointing. You know, so just just keep doing it, because you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes you feel bad, and it ends up being a great workout. And sometimes you feel good, and it's not as, it doesn't feel, you don't end up doing as good as you thought you were going to do. But either way, you're winning. You know, as long as you're out there and getting the work in, you're winning. So just keep keep doing it, man. And probably the one of the most important things people need to hear about in regards to new year's new year's resolutions and just changing in general is that you're going to mess up but just keep going you know and honestly this is the reason why I don't mind I don't mind posting this in March because maybe you had a new year's resolution and maybe you tried to change but for whatever reason it didn't work and you just kind of give up altogether but it's not over. Like like I said in the beginning, like if you want to change, you can change regardless of what time of year it is. You made a resolution in January and you failed and you gave up. It's not March, you know. Why why'd you give up? I feel like every month, every every week, every day, every second is an opportunity to change. You're not gonna change overnight. You know, you're not gonna be perfect. You know, you're gonna stumble and fall, but and you'll probably relapse or whatever it is whatever, you know, a few times, but just keep going. Like, we're all going to mess up, so just keep going. And just, I don't know, man. People, people like, kind of derail their own train sometimes. Because, like, you have all this momentum going, and then you mess up once, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm done. It's like, no, you're not. It's like, what do you mean? Like, you're not going to be perfect, you know. Actually, this kind of relates to something I was hearing uh, this week. 
and I was doing all the, I was listening to some, uh, podcasts about health and diets and all this stuff. And no, there's, there's this whole like, uh, carnivore versus veg- like vegan thing going on right now. Well, I say right now, but it's been going on for literally years, uh, probably for, uh, for decades, but there's this thing where like, um, someone will, I, li- I like to, when I listen to arguments, I, li- I listen to both sides so I can get a full view of what's going on, you know? Like if there's a carnivore person here, I want to listen. I'll listen to them, but I'll also listen to a, veg- a vegan person, a vegetarian on the other side, just to see, you know, what they think about each other's ideas, and you know, and sometimes it's like they're kind of just being challenged and throwing insults, but sometimes they have accurate criticisms. So I try to listen to all sides. But one thing I see on both sides of like this vegan carnivore debate is like people saying like, "Oh, this person lies about doing their diet." Like, like if someone's like, <laughs> it's really funny because if someone has like a good diet and they're like, they're doing well for themselves, uh, one side will just be like, oh, they're lying about their diet. They don't actually do that. And they'll, they'll, they'll post like a clip of someone like saying like they did this, like, or like they ate this once and they weren't, they're not full, you know, carnivore, full vegan or whatever. And I'm like, guys, like nobody's perfect like like especially when it comes to diet like how many people can consistently be on one diet like really like it's not no one does that you know what i mean like we're not robots like even if you're on a specific diet you're not going to adhere to it 100% because that's just not how humans work unless you're literally like caged in a lab or you're like a prisoner and they they control what you eat 100% you know what i mean it's just not going to no one's going to be 100% on any diet, you know? So it's like, they, they always, but it's, it's weird they try to poke out, like, oh, this person's lying about their diet because they did this or they said they, they ate this one time or did it. It's like, no one cares about that. No one's going to be perfect, you know, on both sides. That's just a weird argument. But the point is, you're going to mess up, okay? Because you're not going to be perfect. Whatever it is, whatever you're trying to achieve, you're not going to be perfect. So... It's just like, don't worry about it too much, you know? You're going to mess up, and it's going to be okay. Just keep going. And, you know, along the entire entire journey, you could relapse a thousand times. But as long as you make it out, you know, that's what really matters. And I'm sure this analogy has been used like a thousand times already. But, you know, when, when all of us were babies, you know, you had to learn to walk. And through learning to walk, you fell down over and over and over again. But every time you fell, you got back up and kept trying. So you have you have fight in you. you know, even as like a, a child, as an infant, as a baby, there was something in you that just refused to fail. And you haven't lost it, you know. Like that's still there. Or else you wouldn't be walking. You wouldn't be able to walk or talk or all these things that... You, that you did, that you failed at when you were a child, but you kept doing them and you got better at them. So that that same fight to be better and to strive and regardless of how many times you failed, that same fight to get back up and still try to walk after failing a hundred thousand times, like that's still in you. So you can make the change you want and, you know, don't let anything stop you because especially not some arbitrary numbers on the calendar, like like people really will set a resolution in January and then they'll just they'll mess up along the way and then they're like, ah, oh, wait till next year. <laughs> it's like 
I mean, like, okay, look, the funny thing to me is, like, how how do you have uh, repeat resolutions, you know? Like, if you have a re- resolution one year, I, I'd hope that by next year, or at least in two years or something, you'd that wouldn't be a resolution anymore. I feel like you'd, you'd have that already, you know? I mean, of course, there's always more room to, you know, improve and become better. But also, like... You had a whole year, you know, like the reason I think that happens is because people were like, I have this resolution and they want to do it. Then maybe they do it for a little while, but they fail and then they stop. And then they're just like, ah, and then the next year it comes rolls around like, okay, this year, this will be my year. And they they do it for a while and they stop and they give up. And then next year comes around like, oh, this will be my year. And it's like, no, you just look, you're going to fail, okay, you're going to mess up, just keep going, like, just keep doing it, if you, if you fail, you know, in February, just keep going, if you fail in March, keep going, if you fail in, you know, whatever month, just keep going, and event, like, even if you're not fully there by the, by the time next year rolls around, you'll be in a better place, you'll be in a much better place if you just keep going every time you fail, if every time you fail, you just, like, you just give yourself maybe a day or two, and then you just get back on it, eventually it's just like learning to walk or like learning to ride a bike you're gonna fall but you just keep getting back on the bike eventually you'll be learn learn how to ride you know you'll be all right and that's just that's everything man everything in life is going to be you know trial tribulation and failure and just learning you know through the things you suffer so (sighs) yeah just keep going like that kid who learned to walk like a baby. And I'm sure you're much stronger and more capable than a baby, right? I hope so. All right, that's it for me. Y'all have a good day.